Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we've heard on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all the other days that end in Y. Today we're going to be talking about how submission changes our lives and how submission changes others' lives as well. We're going to be in Colossians chapter 3, verses 18, through the end of the chapter, and then the first verse of chapter 4. So we definitely want you to stick around for that. Today I'm going to be joined by our campus director at the South Campus, Stephanie Akiyama, bringing the female perspective on today's um, content. And we're also going to be joined by Gary Thompson, the campus pastor at South Campus. So you ready? Let's jump into the podcast. All right, welcome to the uh, After Church podcast, where we take what we've heard on Sunday and help apply it to our lives on Monday. Today, I'm here with Stephanie Akiyama. Yes, hello. Hello, everyone. And Gary Thompson. Hello. Hello. No, that, it was Gary's turn. I to know, say. but he said hello, so I was saying oh, okay. hello back. You were talking yeah, to him. Yeah, I'm, I'm being hello. polite. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, today, we're, uh, we're in Colossians uh, chapter 3, verses 18 through chapter 4, verse 1. So 318 through 4, 1. And we've really got just easy breezy stuff today, so I think <laughs> I think this will be super easy. Um, anytime we talk about the uh, the topic of submission, which is really I think the, where we're going to lean in on, on both sermons on uh, both the East Campus and the South Campus is pretty much just that submission changes our lives, and submission changes others' lives too. Right. Like when we submit, it actually changes others' lives, and so um, we're just in one of those weird kind of passages. Not weird in a, a bad way, but just in a um, 21st century kind of way, right. it's kind of, we struggle with sometimes this language of submitting and obeying and right. um, uh, all those things that it entails. Maybe uh, the first century Christians uh, didn't have as much issue as, as we, we might today. Um, but anyway, it will be fun to jump in. Oh, that's a long intro to go. This should be good <laughs> stuff. I'm not trying to build up like the Titanic movie here where it's going to be, oh yeah, we know what happens. But right. anyway, um, as we kind of jump in, just to maybe Gary, a quick recap from last week, we we did get into um, Paul was kind of landing that theology uh, right into then practical stuff. Last week we talked about Christ being our life that, that uh, because He's our life because He's saved us. We set our sights on things above. Uh, he says, "Think about heaven. Think about eternity." He talks about the way we're supposed to live. That 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 changes the way we think and what we do, and uh, all these practical things on what not to do, what to do, uh, to put on Christ, to, to look like Jesus, to stop doing some stuff. He uses uh, the words uh, put to death or take off, uh, just this emphatic thing. Hey, these things are these things are hurting you. You need to get rid of them. And so that, that's what we were uh, dealing mm-hmm. with last week. Yeah, and, and some of those practical things were just like sexual immorality. Right. And then he would get into the next section of that was like then our anger issues and, and right. wrath. A lot and of behaviors, and, yes. Right. And, uh, and we said how clear it was. Um, just it, 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 it's not much to interpret in there. No, right? Right. It's like Man, it's pretty you, straightforward. you need yeah. to kill these things that yeah. are causing you trouble. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you need to put to uh, take off right. these, these uh, attitudes mm-hmm. that then uh, we changed our priorities. So if it changes our priorities, then it's going to change our practices. Right. And yeah. That should, uh, we should look different than the world. And I think you had a great point that the whole thing was about Jesus right. being the everything. It was mm-hmm. him being the all in all. Yeah. Right? The, I feel like a, a Paul, 
that is to me when, when I was reading that, it's just a bold statement to me that stuck stuck out that stood out that he says Christ is your real life that that He's your true life that everything else is fake everything else is really not real um, and so that's why you would change these things because this matters mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah and so then when when we're when Paul's you know making this statement and then uh, a verse that we didn't really cover yeah. that I think really plays into today um, is three eleven. And in 3.11, he says, uh, in, in that renewal, like in that new self, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that renewal, there's no longer Greek and Jew. There's no, no longer circumcised and uncircumcised. There's no barbarian, Scythian. There's no slave and free. In Galatians, it even says, you know, that there, there's no male and female. Right. And he says that, but Christ is all mm-hmm. and in all. Mm-hmm. And then he tells us, you know, that that should change how we live. Right. In verse 17, whatever you do, do in word and deed, everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving him thanks. Then we get to our verse for this week, which is, I'm just going to read it, 18 to the end. Wives. So now he's going to be very specific. Yes, With six specific groups of people, it sounds like. Wives, husbands, children, fathers, slaves, and masters. So he says, wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Verse 19, husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. 20, children, obey your parents and everything, for this is your acceptable duty in the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, or they may lose heart. Yours may say, embitter, don't embitter your children, or be bitter towards. 22 says, slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, not only while being watched in order to please them, but wholeheartedly, fearing the Lord. Whatever your task, put yourselves into it, as done for the Lord and not for your masters. Since you know that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, you serve the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoer, will be paid back whatever is wrong, uh, whatever wrong has been done. And there is no partiality. And then chapter four, verse one says, masters, treat your slaves justly and fairly, for you know that you have, uh, you also have a master in heaven. Very short passage of scripture. Yes. But I think some stuff we probably need to unpack. Stephanie, where would you start if you well, were unpacking this? I think that um, I think that it's so good that in 17 it says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then when we get to this passage, six times it says, in the Lord, mm-hmm. in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord. And so like, um, I feel like Paul is saying, okay, remember in the beginning of Colossians, what we talked about, who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Mm -hmm. Super Supreme. Super Supreme. That's exactly right. And that because he is that, these are the, this is the way to live that out because we have taken off the old self and we put on the new and now we're no longer under the law. Mm -hmm. Well, then what do we do? How do we act in these different relationships? And so he's going to give some specifics. Mm -hmm. Now, this would have been revolutionary to yes. those sitting in Colossae, or even when we go back to Ephesians, those sitting in Ephesus. This kind of, of, of talk would have been crazy talk, mm-hmm. especially to the men sitting in the room, because it was a very patriarchal um, uh, uh, mm-hmm. culture, and they would have uh, the man had all the power. Mm-hmm. And so when, when, you know, when he says, wives, submit to your own husbands, wives are like, I mean, like, I'm already doing that. Right. <laughs> like, uh, like, okay, mm-hmm. what, what does that look to. like? Right. But mm-hmm. the change is in the Lord. Mm-hmm. So no longer because, because uh, uh, under compulsion, mm-hmm. uh, under the culture, but because you love Jesus. Right. Now you're going to fall under. And what are you going to fall under? You're going to mm-hmm. fall under this love 
that this mm-hmm. husband has for you. Like wh- who wouldn't want to align themselves under that, right? right? When when it says submit, it's this idea of aligning yourself under mm-hmm. someone and who would not want to be under that? And so these, uh, it is a tiny little, uh, tiny little passage, but man, just like explosive mm. yeah. in what it did and, and how subversive mm. it would have been in that culture. Subversive. We're going to get more t- into subver- subversive. I can't, if I could say it, sub- right. subversive, uh, in just a minute, because yeah. I think it is important that uh, even though in 311, Paul says there's no Greek or Jew, there's right. no this or that, there's no, and, Paul, and he says in Ephesians, uh, Galatians, there's no male or female. Well, then why in the world would now he go into these distinctions and all these right. categories right. if right. there are no longer any of these two types of groups, you know, these right. two, you know, two different types of people. So I think Paul's making a point that, you know, salvation is now a gift for anyone, right. regardless right. of race, creed, color, nationality, right. whatever. Um, but we all still have distinctive roles. Yes. And then, you know, apparently submission plays a big part in those roles. Gary, your first point on yes. Sunday is that it's that, a man's world. That it's a man's world. And, I, you know, you asked Stephanie where to start. I think where we where we have to start, I, sometimes I think we forget, is that the series is called Christ in You. The rules for Christ in You relationships is submission for everybody. Right. For everybody. That, right. That's the rule. That and I, I, I just was looking through some scriptures. Uh, you know, he says in Ephesians, he says, "Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ." Submit to one another. Mm-hmm. That, that's our natural inclination. But then I started to think about some of the things that Jesus asked us to do, mm. and you can't do them unless you're willing to submit to the other person to want their needs to be met more than yours, or at least equal to yours. And that takes because we live in a world where you come first. Right. And so I just I, I'll throw out a couple of them here. Um, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you have them do unto you. Well, you that's, a, that's a form of submission to, to, to accomplish that. Yeah. And then he says, uh, uh, don't hate your enemies. He says, I love your enemies and pray for them. Man, that is an, that is an absolute form of submission. <laughs> pray for my enemies? Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm putting their needs at least ahead, a little bit ahead of mine. And, yeah. and, and, just, and so this... To me, where to start is is that submission is everybody's job. Right. That that th- th- this Christ and you relationship, the rule for relationships, which is kind of what Paul's doing, is giving us some some guidelines. Yeah. Uh, is submission. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. In, and, the in the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. That's right. In the Lord. In the Lord. <laughs> Six, maybe eight times, if you count like the other references mm-hmm. to right. to Christ master or Master. And, or, yep. uh, it's, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely making a point. Yeah. That our submission is coming out of some part of us, our new creation, right. our, our new life in Christ, right. Christ in us. Uh, that's the only way in which we could really fully submit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, just a couple of quick things to, to maybe set the, the first century context. Um, I'm sorry, I got off on a tangent. No, it's good. That's I got right. on a tangent. I got <laughs> well, you asked me a question. Go ahead. You, you yeah. do it. I was asking you guys, like, where would you start? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, this is where we yeah. have to start. Right. And I agree. Um, so when the letter's written to Colossae, it's not written in the 21st century. Right. So we have to remember first century uh, ways of thinking. The the Roman Greco world, right, uh, which Colossae is a part of, right. really Roman province, but it comes out of Greco, Greek and Roman thinking. So Aristotle in the 300 BCs, Seneca in the time of Christ. Right. And, and these guys, um, they say that the actual whole government of, of Greece or Rome, that whole governmental system starts with the family unit. And so it's not like, that's not a Christian concept. Right. That was right. A, a Greek and Roman philosophy. I mean, it certainly dates back in sure. Judaism and stuff too. But yeah. uh, in this context, the, the family unit had to be secure for the government to work properly. And everybody knew it. The Romans knew it. The Greeks knew it. 
whether they were Christians or not, they knew this unit had to work properly. Now, it didn't mean it had to happen with love, because right. that wasn't a factor at all, mm-hmm. right? Not at all. A uh, man could go pick his wife, or it was uh, arranged for him. Love was not a concern. It was about procreation, mm-hmm. passing on inheritance, property, things, things like this. So interesting in that, that, that first of all, this Greco-Roman uh, family unit idea is there and it's established. Uh, and then Paul, much like Jesus, I think, didn't come in and bust all that to pieces. Right. He didn't come in and go, all right, I know that's your law and the culture in which you live in, you were mentioning. I'm not going to bust all that up. I'm just going to show you how to subversively yes. live in it, right. submit it to Christ. And change culture. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And which so, is more powerful than the sword. Right. Yes. You can change the laws if you want, right. but people are going to be the people. Yeah. Rules, right. rules don't change people's hearts. Right. right. Submission right. does. Yes. And that's why the overarching theme here this week is submission right. changes our lives right. and others' lives too. Right. Yeah. That's cool. A, a particular, each week we ask about a particular verse that jumps out at you. I don't know if I want to do that this week. Yeah. <laughs> like if you go, oh yeah, the one about wives. Oh yeah, the one about yeah. husbands. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Anything that jumps out? You know, I I look at the one about obviously my role, the one about husbands and the one about dads, mm-hmm. uh, and I think about the times where I haven't got that right, and you know, especially the one about embittering your children. I have certainly done that, mm-hmm. um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But mm-hmm. but the, those the, when as I was going through this and even you know preaching it, just felt some conviction there because those those are areas where where you know I've done well at times, and then I've had times where I haven't done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I love, and we'll we'll probably talk about slaves and masters later on in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You're serving the Lord Christ, and I think that some some of us think that if we're not doing, we're not leading someone to the Lord, or if we're not doing sacred work, that it it's not sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, but this sanctifies all work. All work. Because we submitted as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so it makes all of our work sacred. And I love just the grace that he's talking to slaves here. And he's saying, you're going to receive an inheritance. Slaves never received an inheritance right. for heaven's sakes. But he's saying, you will, like the Lord sees and you will be rewarded. Mm. Um, anyway, I just love that verse. That's good. Yeah. Well, look, since, we, since you brought up the, the slaves part of it, um, we, men and, and women still exist for the most part today that's not a bad thing we i mean well it's a weird thing today for sure like yeah. even what who identifies as what and right. where all those all different roles are so i guess it's still something to always be talking about but slaves is a thing that's a little more difficult for us to pin down when we read this word it we american people anyway probably revert back to maybe a a, a chattel chattel yeah. slavery from you know uh revolutionary days into the civil war and that's kind of what's in our minds what's really happening when when we hear the word slave in in paul's context you want to go with that step well i just i know that in that in the greco-roman first century there were there were really more slaves than free people like Mm -hmm. it was about 60 percent slaves but they were they were not only maids and you know all the things that we would think a slave would do but they were teachers and they were doctors and and they weren't a specific race 
right. wasn't like they had enslaved a certain race and said, well, you look a certain way or you're from a certain place. And so we're going to enslave you. It was it was mainly economic. Mm-hmm. And so it was someone who either from war or just had had fallen on hard times. They they kind of entered into this bond servant relationship right. mm-hmm. and Back in this day and time, slaves could work their way out of slavery. Right. They could earn their freedom and 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 go on. There were there were senators. There were there were people that were high in the Roman hierarchy who had been slaves and who mm-hmm. had worked their way out of that. And so, when we think about this kind of slavery, um, we're, it, it was so much a part of the culture. That's why it's talked about in with wives and children. It was, it was a part of the household. Right. Mm-hmm. And and all business and commerce happened in the household until the Industrial Revolution. All of that happened in the house. Right. And so everybody was at the house and the slaves were at the house. And so this is like lumped in with, here's how you manage your household. Here's mm-hmm. under Christ as a new creation, bring the, the kingdom to earth. Here's how you behave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, it, it's not that chattel slavery that, mm-hmm. that we think about in, in the Deep South. And, right. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to address. Um, I was going to jump in, but that I just feel like we need to say it. For years, the church in general used this passage as a way to legitimize right. slavery in this country. And even part of our civil rights movement um, just, and it was wrong. Man, right. I feel like we need to say this. This was wrong. And, mm-hmm. and, and they use this this verse, you know, hey, the Bible doesn't for, condemn it or for, forbid it here, so it must be okay. And this has never been God's ideal. It's never been part of his plan for a man to own another man. Right. And it, it went on before, you know, it wasn't just to happen here. It had been going on for long, long periods of time. Mm-hmm. Never God's ideal. And God's way of changing it was through submission. It right. was through yes. putting other people's needs first. And just as, you know, I talked about, uh, you know, the, the commands of Jesus, that they're— Submission is in all, almost, almost everything that Jesus taught, like to love your neighbors yourself. I mean, you can't have a slave if you're going to do that. You can't right. own somebody if you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we, we're, we're going to a place where people have got some really strong convictions, but I, I just feel like we need to say that yeah, here. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. That, you know, I don't know if we can be spokespeople for the past, but right. as much as we possibly can as pastors here, I, I agree, man. We, we, we repent of yeah. of any time using scripture to to manipulate or to justify right. blatant sin. I think that's sure. I think that's uh, wrong, and uh, and certainly to 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 all those who have um, a lineage in slavery from mm-hmm. slavery, mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe that's closer to some people than to others. I mean, right. we've all been a, a lineage of slavery probably from some part in the past, like you were saying. You know that there was no specific color to the right the slaves in, in first right. century. It was more about people who had been conquered and right. You know those who were owed a debt, um, but they were brought into the family unit, and right. that's what we were talking about earlier. Sure. They were brought into the family unit, and so anyway, I, I didn't. I don't know if we put an exclamation point on that, yeah. but but definitely, you know, we we've been on the wrong side of that. The church's right. been on the wrong side right. of that, and yeah. and we repent of that, and and yes. want to be on the right side of it now. Um, so. Submission is still a hard word, still a difficult word to get around. Um, the Greek, I don't hypostaso, something like that, yeah. mm-hmm. which is more of about um, a willful submit, a willful a voluntary, right. voluntary, yeah. voluntary, yeah. Yeah. voluntary yeah. demeanor, voluntary submission. Right. And you know, I, you know, I just love the way Paul's got that there. That you know, his wife submit to your husband. That and Steph, you phrase it so well. Um, to the Lord that you're going to yeah. do it because of your relationship with Christ. It's different roles. 
not less equal, um, but that, that that's the role of the wife in this unit. And then the husband's role is to to love his wife. And Ephesians says, as Christ loved the church, and to me, is an act of submission. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. no way around it that you're putting her needs ahead of your own. Yep. And, you know, I know this is a hot topic, too. People get all over the map on this and get upset. And, but my experience is if a husband is loving his wife sacrificially, she's got no problem submitting. Even though she's not doing it for him, but it's right. But where it becomes a problem is is when one of the husband and wife is not doing the role that Paul talks about here, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when problems come. And we've had a culture where you know I feel like men have abused this authority of and called women to submit. And we you know we, we were we were making right. statements <laughs> beforehand, just you know I'm the head of the house, go make me some tea and stuff, yeah. just very demeaning mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. So. That's what I. That's what I get out of that. That first mm-hmm. verse. That um, both are forms of submission, uh, a willingness to submit, a sacrificial submission, and when those two happens, man, it, it is it is a great blend mm-hmm. in in the family. Yeah. And it's a beautiful picture of Christ in the exactly. church. Like, and that that's ultimately what it's for, right? right? It's it's to bring the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. here to earth, and it's to show forth who Christ is, who the church is, and what that relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul mentions that, right? He's like, that's yeah. kind of the mystery of marriage, right. yes. is that it's a picture of Christ mm-hmm. and his right. work if it's done right. Yes. Um, you know, we were talking about uh, in the Greco-Roman world, um, love was not a f- factor mm-hmm. in in the right. marriage. Uh, if you had that, and there's stories written about it, poetry written about it, it was rare. It was like, right. oh, wow. I, it I, was I, a business transaction. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. all about it's all about just— exactly. Moving things along. Right. Um, and so I think then that second verse that we're covering today, that, that husbands are to love, mm-hmm. that is, that's that's not like you're to feel mushy. It's like, no, you're supposed you're, you're to give everything. You're right. to sacrifice even like Christ did unto death. Right. Um, you know, that part about treating them harshly, you know, Peter says— that if a man does this, that God won't hear his prayers. Yeah. I mean, man, you talk about a strong statement. <laughs> and you, you, you're praying against a brick wall. Right. I mean, yeah. If you're treating your wife harshly, he's, he's not, he's like, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Yeah. And, and yeah. that we're, you know, we're called, this is such a big call to sacrifice yeah. and to love unconditionally. And that yeah. was normal. Like, yes. To treat your property harshly would have been right. normal. Right. Right. Oh, so, yeah. So this is so countercultural. Absolutely. While not blowing up the culture. It's right. counterculture right. without blowing it up, right. without changing yeah. laws, mm-hmm. without, you know, right. ripping something apart. Yeah. I love that's so Jesus, isn't it? Just yes, a, it is. Innocent yeah. as a dove. Yeah. <laughs> it's as a serpent. Yeah. Um, good. Going right to the heart of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I heard N.T. Wright um, make this quote, and I don't remember from where it is now, but uh, he says that that putting our new life in Christ, which is what this book's about, putting our new life in Christ into practice starts at the home. It starts in the home. Mm. Yeah. And, and one of our discussion questions in a minute, the first one we have actually is going to be about, are we consistent in our Christian walk at home right? and in public? Sometimes it's kind of easier to get in public and public's easier. You oh, yeah. Know, yeah. tighten up a little bit. Yeah, and, hey, guys, and mask, and yeah. Yeah. wife's going to act like she's, right. we're good I'm to fine. go. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. act kind, <laughs> right. but when I get home, I'm going to rail against everybody and I'm right. going to embitter my children and provoke mm-hmm. them. And I'm going to be mean to my wife or whatever. Right. Because, you know, we're at home. We should just be able to relax and just chill <laughs> and just be ourselves. How much of be ourselves should be sanctified by the work of Christ? Right. Exactly. Right? How All much of, of that is what we covered even last week? Right. Yeah. yeah. 
What are some other thoughts you guys have before we do jump into the discussion question? I, I do want to get there, but I just feel like there's so much more in here. Um, I think the part about, you know, dads and kids is important. Yeah, that's that, where, where um, I was going. You know, children are to obey their parents. Uh, he gives this order and, and obedience there is, is absolutely a form of submission. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're obeying your, and, but, but the dad's response is also that, you know, he's not going to, with the word is exasperate or aggravate his kids. And, and, but what's behind there is, is just frustrating them by being overbearing, mm-hmm. by setting the bar too high. And I think a lot of times that's what we do. It's not ever good enough. And what's happening is our kids are just becoming bitter. Right. Or if it is like you talked about, Trey, that publicly we're one way. We go home mm-hmm. and we come home, and man, we're just thrashing everybody. And man, they're going to become bitter, and they're going to see right through our Christianity. Mm-hmm. And and so I think those are man just so key. Of if we could get these two first relationships right, you know, the relationship, you know, obviously the one with the Lord first, but then uh, husbands and wives, and then uh, fathers and children. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think everywhere the gospel went, it gave value. To people, mm-hmm. whereas in the Greco-Roman world, especially first century, that women had no value; they were property. Right. Children had no value. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. there was a there was a practice called exposure, where if if a baby girl was born, a lot of the of the dads would say, "Oh, just leave it toss out her. on the yeah. just, just toss it." Yeah. And and so so um, wherever the gospel went, it gives value. Like you are made in the image of God, every mm-hmm. single person. Mm-hmm. And so I love uh, in Ephesians, which is kind of the parallel passage mm-hmm. to this Colossians passage, um, where it says, children, obey your parents. Like kids are sitting in there hearing this read, mm-hmm. and suddenly they're not just property, they're disciples. Mm-hmm. They're disciples. And the parents are supposed to disciple them because it says training them up in the instruction of the Lord. Like dads, you're not only just to own them right. and just to use them for, mm-hmm. for whatever you want, but you are to train them up in the Lord. Mm-hmm. So it gives this value to everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Everywhere it goes, it gives value. And for for <clears throat> Paul to speak into and get into and direct, even uh, directly to the slaves. Yes. To be able to say, hey, I know you're just property to everybody here. <laughs> right. Right. But I'm going to say to you to even submit. Right. You know, and, and do do this, not just so they see you. What are, uh, NIV calls it like I I service I service. Yeah. I service. Yeah. But we all we know what that means, right? Like right. you're just doing it because they're looking at right. you, uh, just to gain favor with them instead of doing it because it's you're you're serving the Lord right. exactly. And in your submission to the Lord, you're going to submit to whatever authority right. is in front of you, as long as they're not. A, you know, well, I don't know. What we'll we'll get to that question in a minute. Right. What is the line? What what's the edge? Yeah. Well, we got some discussion questions we need to we dig into. So let's let's jump into some of these. Maybe we'll dig into uh, another piece of scripture here or there if we need to. Um, it, we've already mentioned Ephesians, uh, and if if you'd like to reference mm-hmm. Ephesians as we go through this, that's going to be Ephesians uh, five, five twenty two twenty one yeah. through yeah. like six. I don't know four or nine or somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's somewhere into, mm-hmm. but nine. that's going to be a little more commentary, uh, yeah. a little more detailed. Kind of expands it a little bit. Yeah, very similar. Ephesians, Ephesus will be very similar to what was happening in Colossae. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, first question: Is our Christian life consistent at home and in public? Not should it be? <laughs> is yours? Oh, it's mine. <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> why don't you ask? We're talking about everybody else yeah, here. Stephanie's just struggling. <laughs> I want it to be. 
There's times where it is. Mm. I mean, mm. I feel like there's certainly times where it hasn't been. Mm. So I think for the most part, I'll say yes. My kids may differ. I, I don't know, but <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to be real about stuff. Being at home, doing it at home is harder mm-hmm. because I, you just want to be passive or, or I can power up at home and, 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 and get everybody to do what I want. Mm-hmm. Well, that's terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. in that moment, it may feel right, mm-hmm. but it's terrible long, long standing. And so I, I think that they need to be absolutely. And, and I want it to be, I think mm-hmm. it, it, the older I get, the more I follow the Lord, the more it is. I think uh, I'm going to jump in right for it because I think I'm I'm similar boat that uh, it's easy to let the guard down Mm -hmm. at home. It's easier to be a little more, you know, uh, put together in public. But um, but man, what I want my wife and my kids to see is a true picture of Christ. And so when I'm not that, when it's not consistent, Mm -hmm. man, the conviction of the Holy Spirit is there. And so then it's like, okay, what do I got to do to fix this? Yeah, live it fully. So yeah, I would agree with what y'all are saying. Just being sanctified and putting myself under Christ. Um, y'all know Kay and I and our personalities are just different. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm much more uh, a leader, a go-getter type A kind of person and Kay's not. And so submitting for a long time was very hard for me. I remember a couple of arguments that we had that were like, you know, um, I would say, why aren't, why aren't you, why aren't you a stronger spiritual leader? Like, why aren't you, mm-hmm. why aren't you leading me? And he would say, you know how hard it is to lead you, <laughs> right? Like yeah. it, it is yeah. I, just a strong personality. And so mm-hmm. it really has to be submitting to the Lord mm-hmm. in order to submit to my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just works better. I mean, I, I just feel like we've been married for 28 years. And so I feel like as, as you learn and you make mistakes and you I think that in marriage, um, submitting looks like learning how to disagree well. <laughs> I think that we we we're not always going to agree on everything, but but how do we come together? How like if we're called to unity mm-hmm. in the church, we're certainly called to unity in our homes. Mm-hmm. And so, how do we do that? And how do we come to agreement? And how do how do I put aside? How do I submit my ego? Mm-hmm. How do I submit my wants? How do I put those aside and really serve my husband? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Jordan Peterson says it's not, it's not how, it's not whether or not you fight, it's how you reconcile. Right. It's like you're going to disagree. Yes. I right. mean, anybody you get close to in any relationship, right. you're going to have disagreements and spar. Right. It's like, how do you reconcile though? Like, exactly. are you able to get to some place where you can both have yes. peace? And I think yes. even that relationship with a father and kids or even parents and kids that, you know, the act of a child obeying as they get older. I'm mean, sure you, you can power up and get anybody to do what you want when they're young. They're older. Right. I mean, they're going to, let's just call it, they're going to do what they want to do because mm-hmm. you're not there. Um, and there's some rub there sometimes with decisions that are made, but I've found that when your kids know that you love them, when you're modeling this, it yeah. goes way better, way yeah. better. And um, way less regret, more teaching, modeling that they're seeing it play out. I mean, mm-hmm. So it's super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not much more is caught than absolutely. Taught, I right? say yes. that all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good, because I'm terrible at teaching it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I can model it some. <laughs> well, that gets to the question number two, which is very practical. It's just like how is it's in the question. How do you practically then 
submit to, uh, we just kind of covered spouse, but to your spouse or a boss employee relationship. Uh, I know that Kurt um, is going to kind of bring out the slave master. The closest thing maybe we have today is that, you know, if you have a, a boss or if right. you are a boss, so if you're an right. employee or employer, right. there's, there's some payment being made for services and there's some hierarchy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do you practically maybe submit in that relationship and then the parent kid we kind of touched on. So maybe mm-hmm. just okay. maybe you can touch on the employee boss thing. I mean, you guys are both employees and bosses. So how does that look practically? I think it's hard. I mean, you know, Trey, you're my boss and, you know, and we have certainly have moments where we've had tense moments of disagreement on issues. Uh, but I think we've done a good job of when someone's crossed the line of saying, Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I think humility plays a big part in it, which mm. we talked about last week. Right. Clothing yourself with humility, yeah. realizing that you don't know it all, that your your idea may not be the best idea, even though you feel like it is in that moment. Right. This is it. <laughs> this is going to revolutize the church. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> follow, follow me, guys. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it, it doesn't play out like that. So I think humility is a big part. I think what I love about our relationships on staff is I feel like we are honest with each other mm-hmm. and that we can say it. And there's, there's moments where, you know, that there's some friction, but we are honest enough and can talk about things and, and want those relationships to be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we strive for unity, I think mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in four one where it says masters treat your bond servants justly and fairly. I think that those, those two words are mm-hmm. powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they really were part of this this subverting this this whole slavery mentality right, right like yeah. if you treat every person justly and fairly mm. can i own them mm. can i tell them what to do can i really power up can i can i do right. this and, and and knowing again uh, over and over in the lord like every relationship every relationship is in the lord and when we when we Think that way mm-hmm. when we come into relationship like that, even if we blow up, but but we remind ourselves right. who we are, who mm-hmm. we represent, who our real master is. Mm-hmm. I think that is powerful. Yeah, yeah, so true. If if you have any of these relationships where um, you know you're overpowering and you're not being submitted, regardless of which direction, because you're right, it's all submission mm-hmm. across right. the board. Um, if you find yourself in, in one of those relationships where you don't feel like you're ever doing anything wrongly, that's a probably a good sign. You need to go read <laughs> right. the first part of this a yeah. little more. You know, if um, it's everybody else, yes, then it's probably you. Right. That's, that's, I mean, really, right? Yeah. You've used that in counseling before, haven't you? You <laughs> said that before. <laughs> it's everybody. And I think else. another part of submitting is asking for forgiveness. Yes, when, uh, we, when yeah. we have stepped over the line, mm. when we have put our our needs before others, mm. um, just being humble enough to ask for forgiveness. Right. For, to reconcile, yeah. like you were saying, reconciliation, mm-hmm. just yeah. how we reconcile. And, and uh, you know, we were, you meant you brought up the the verse about the masters and slaves, and how the master should treat the slaves justly mm-hmm. and fairly. Um, and this is just a quick aside. This letter is sent with Onesimus, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And it, it's more than likely the letter to the Colossians came along with a letter to Philemon. 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 Yeah. Philemon. Philemon was a slave owner of Onesimus, and is that right? Yep. Yes, and that's right. Philemon. 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 <laughs> uh, Philemon lives in Coloss- Colossae. Yes. And so now, 
Tychicus or whoever this guy yeah. is that comes to read the letter with Onesimus, the slave, right. the runaway slave, right. yes. next yes. to him. Yes. And he goes, oh, and by the way, uh, uh, Philemon, I got this letter for you too, by the way. I'm not reading this one out loud, but the letter out loud Which is, is to this one. Which is now part of Holy yeah. Yes. Yeah, but, yes. but everyone's going to read it one day. Yes. Um, so he's just like another dynamic of, right. uh, of this letter being read, read, read aloud and taught. And here's a runaway slave going, now he's got a decision to make. Hmm. Philemon has a decision to make. I like, love it. Can we treat everybody equally now? Yeah. Right. Are you going to forgive? And, right. You know, and I don't think Paul tells him to. He kind of says, you might want to. Right. That's probably so I'm going to leave it up to you. To yeah. yeah. But, and he could have, as an apostle, right. he yeah. could have said, yeah. as your pastor, as your yeah. leader, I'm going to tell you, you got to let Onesimus go. You're yeah. free him. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't say mm-hmm. that. But he did mm-hmm. say, treat him more than a bondservant. As a beloved brother. A brother. Right. <laughs> right. How are you going to own that? Right. How are you going to own yeah. another guy? All right. That was a rabbit trail. I'm sorry. But yeah. if you want to like, dig into that, because really that's a whole yeah. other level yeah. of, uh, of, of changing that, sub- subverting that cultural right. dynamic mm-hmm. while not blowing it up completely. Exactly. All right. Third question then. Um, when should you stop submitting? Right? Like, certainly in our day and age, we need to have this conversation. Um, so just maybe in, in your world right. as as one being right. asked to submit right. when would you go oh that's the line right. and then i'd love to hear your perspective sure. on it too right i think when you're asked to sin when you are when you are asked to murder someone i mean that's an extreme mm-hmm. but when you're asked to sin you don't submit to that okay um when uh, i was reading one commentator who was saying when like as far as wives submitting to husbands when your husband is under uh, the influence of drugs or alcohol, and mm. they ask you to do something, and it's it's not good. You don't ha- you you're not held accountable for mm. that. Um, another commentator said, w- if your husband is in an adulterous relationship, like if mm. they have stepped outside of the marriage covenant, mm. and still trying to and they're force still submission. trying to force submission, right. then then that's not mm-hmm. that you're not called to that either. There's one more that's not coming to me. Maybe it'll come to me. Um, later on, but but those three are are very strong. Um, if the husband is loving his wife as Christ loved the church, that never comes. Right. The, it never right. it never even comes in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but when a husband steps outside of that and starts abusing that, mm-hmm. um, and starts asking the wife to sin or or, or you know under the influence of, right. of whatever, um, then the the wife is not held accountable mm-hmm. in the Lord. Mm-hmm. to submit to that. Gotcha. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's strong stuff. Yeah. I think whenever it's unbiblical, if mm-hmm. you're being asked to be told, asked to be do something unbiblical, this is all the relationships. Right. Uh, dads, even kids and dads. Right. Yes. Unbiblical, unethical, yeah. Yeah. immoral, illegal. Yeah. I think any of those things, then you, you submission is off. Mm-hmm. Right. That, you're, that God's not saying how hey, you go along with them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're in that situation, you know, that is that is a tough situation to mm-hmm. be in. Even at work, you mm-hmm. may be asked to do something right. unethical. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't tell them, you know, something that's broken and maybe they won't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, you, you've got a responsibility to say, uh, I'm not going to do that. I, Real quick story is that uh, one of the guys from the church that has a trade and there was a mess up at somebody else's, somebody in the house, uh, somebody in the church's house that another guy in the church was doing the trade at mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. And he asked this one guy to overlook some stuff. And he said, no, I'm not going to do it. He said, my name's on it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. 
the Lord's name's on it. Right. I mean, your name's on it and the Lord's name like that. And so if someone's asking you to do something unethical, illegal, or more unbiblical, mm-hmm. then submission is off. Yeah. Right, right. Man. And uh, and just a quick note there too, I guess, adding to it is uh, that Paul doesn't ask uh, wives to submit to all other men. Exactly. Right. It says, wives submit to your husband. Your husband. Right. So it's not, he's not painting a hierarchical system where right. every woman is underneath every man. Right. Right. Not at least here. He's not doing anything like that. So right. that might be something to point out too. Mm-hmm. You know, you said, I don't, this would be a little bit of a rabbit trail too, is that in the same way the church probably, not probably owes an apology mm. because of slavery, we probably owe an apology to women too. Right. Just the mm-hmm. way the church is, in a lot of ways, treated women as second-class citizens. I mean, where you talked about that—that that, you know, you got to submit there. You're inferior. Right, right. It's a man's world, and uh, and that was not the case at all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. A that is, bit of that's very trail. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, fourth question: uh, What is the difference in discipline from parents to children? What's the difference in disciplining your parent, uh, your children? Uh, and the command not to provoke your children or to be embittered or embitter your children. What's, is there a fine line? There's a gray area. Like where is being a good, strong disciplinarian, helping them understand rules and regulations and stuff, and then really just being overbearing to the point where they're embittered? Yeah. I think Gary covered this well earlier when he was just talking about how when we put, I'll say, I think discipline comes out of love a place of love and really wanting the best for our kids. Mm -hmm. Whereas being overbearing comes out of, I don't know, convenience or putting our kids in in their place or, you know, Mm -hmm. not wanting them to be a bother or whatever, or making us look good, those kinds of things. But when we put too heavy uh, expectations on our kids where they can never, where they can never reach it, Mm -hmm. or we favor one over another, Mm -hmm. um, if we do any of those unbiblical things, um, that can cause huge bitterness in our kids. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. And with, with discipline, we are, we're lifting them up. Like mm-hmm. we are wanting them to be better versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. We want them to look more like Jesus. We want them to, to thrive. But when we are uh, putting heavy loads on them, we're just squashing them down. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. just squashing them down and they're going to, they're going to bolt. Mm-hmm. And you know, the scary part is the exact opposite. This, you can get the same result that if you don't have any expectations for your kids, mm, any exactly. discipline. I've had kids, I was in youth ministry for a long time. Kids would say, my, my parents don't care. Mm. That's what they get. That a lot of times we were afraid to do anything. Right. And they're bitter because they feel like, because discipline, it's a guardrails. It, it, right. it's, it's an act of love. And so that's the scary part. And there's no handbook here to tell you exactly mm, what right. to do. And so <laughs> I, I tell people all the time that when you're raising your kids, you're always wondering if you're doing it right. There's no way around. Right. I'm always wondering, am I doing this right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so... On the one hand, I don't want to be overbearing. That's going to cause me bitter. But that doesn't mean don't do anything. Right. right? Because that's going to, long term, that's going to cause a lot of bad as well, maybe even worse. Yeah. I was going to say worse. I'll say maybe even worse. Right. Yeah. It's the same root word, dis- discipline and disciple. Right. Exactly. So it is supposed to meant to lift them up, to help them learn. Right. I think sometimes if all, if all of your discipline is really punishment, yeah. then you might have it. Yeah, exactly. backwards. Yeah. Right. There's all certainly there's times for punishment. Like you've bro- you've broken the rules. Exactly. Here's the consequence. Right. Exactly. But if everything is punishment and not discipline, not building up, not yeah. right. encouraging, not right. showing right. the showing you what you did wrong, not right. just you bad and wrong right. and punished, 
but here's what you did wrong. Here's how we avoid that in the future. Here's let me help you make better decisions, whatever yeah. it takes to discipline rather than just punish. Right. So. And that requires our submission to the Lord because it's yes. hard. Because yeah. we have a master. It's hard. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And yeah. it's it's harder to discipline than to just like either not do anything or, or, punish. Yeah. or punish. Yes, it's 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 much harder, which requires our submission. Yeah, yeah and I want to say this too, uh, as a, a, a dad, you know, I talked about this last week, who's had anger issues um, and has certainly crossed the line with my kids at times. Man, one of the best things you can do is go go ask for their forgiveness. Yes. Just tell them, man, I blew it. And Powerful. It's not who I want to be. And, and I found that, you know, I've got four kids that they receive that well. I'm not saying it makes it 100% okay. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there are certainly scars there. Um, but, I, I, man, if that's you, I would just say, go seek your child's forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. An apology doesn't erase. An apology reconciles. Yes. yes. And it's always as much for the other person as it is for yeah, you. That's yeah. right. For Absolutely. You. Right. Get it off your chest and say that. Mm-hmm. Man, this is some good stuff. We probably could talk about parenting more even. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. I think it's good. exactly, exactly yes. it. Um, so good. And, and and you know, you're speaking to me because I've got kids in the throes of it right now. I got mm-hmm. two 14-year-olds and a 17-year-old. You know, the 17-year-old's right at the edge of, well, when I'm 18. Well, when I'm, you know, like right. when I'm going, <laughs> right. let's not do that. Well, when I'm 18, I'm going to do, it's like, mm-hmm. you might. That's right. right. But you might not <laughs> if you think again at 18 right. and not mm-hmm. today yes. at 17. But I do lay my head down on my pillow every night going, Lord, am I getting this right? What am I, what can I do better? Mm. Like, oh, help me, help me, Lord. That's my <laughs> right. prayer most Help me, Lord. I'm submitted. Help me, Lord. Oh, man. Okay. So the provoking your children is just maybe adding those, those uh, unreal expectations. Right. Or maybe being punishing, too punishing and not enough. Yeah, discipline raising them up in the wisdom and knowledge of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. We're, that's part of discipline as well. Yes. Yeah, right. and and often I think we leave out the encouragement. Sure, we yeah. can. It, it, it takes absolutely man, what, huge amounts. Ten, yeah. ten encouraging words mm-hmm. to erase just one negative. Yes. So you need to be much more encouraging. We think, right. oh, I, I'll I'll make them wimpy if all I do is encourage them all the time. Man, they need a lot of encouragement. Yeah. Yes, they do. Just don't do it. Don't leave out the other part. Exactly. That's right. But, yep. 10 exactly. to 1. That's a good mm-hmm. ratio. Yeah. <laughs> if you're keeping track somewhere <laughs> on your phone. Or and I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's keeping yeah. track. They are. They're keeping track. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to our last question then for today. Uh, number five, what area, whoo, this is going to be real now. What area in your life do you think you need to grow in submission? And this is a great question for you as well. <laughs> uh, we're going to try our best to answer this honestly, but it's a great question to answer for yourself honestly too. If you are new in Christ, if you're growing in Christ, there's some area of your life that you need to grow in submission. What do you guys think? I'm going to be totally transparent. Mine's at work. Um, just, I felt like lately um, I, I could, I could I just, I've been arrogant. I feel like I've been arrogant. Something the Lord's been working with me on. And uh, really this series talking about clothing yourself with humility. That's, that's what I've been thinking about. Like just clothing myself with humility. Just, uh, when we did this series this summer, um, what was that series? Twisted. We did the series Twisted and that first message was on arrogance. Mm. And I was thinking, I have a problem with this. And I, <laughs> and I got a problem with this. And so that's been on my heart. So I, th- I, yeah. I, I do, I think it's just being, more humble at work with the people that I report to and the people that report to me. Mm. That's good. Yeah. I'm working on it, Trey. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think mine would be in parenting. I think with 
um, being submissive, um, the biggest part is being submissive to the Lord. Mm. And I so want to worry and control and try and, you know, control outcomes or, um, and, and just wanting to, to, to take that back from the Lord all the time. Mm. Um, and so needing to be submissive mm. in that area of my life, even in not, not worrying and just going, they're more yours than they are mine. And I just want to submit them to you and mm. not continue to worry, you know, mm. I'll pray and go, okay, Lord, they're yours, they're yours. And then it's like, oh, but what about that? Mm. <laughs> I know you love them more than I do, <laughs> I but, uh, right. but, but I need to really manipulate this, this thing yeah. or fix it. Yes, fix that's this. exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's good, guys. Thanks for the, oh, I was just going <laughs> to say Your yeah. turn. Yeah, no, I think mine is in, in all of those areas. Like, I, I really feel uh, a, a conviction to submit in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. Certainly at work, you know, I feel like um, we're in a season of kind of, uh, I'm trying to find my place again. And, you know, kind of we did some shuffling and restructuring. And um, so there's some part of me that's still like when I, when I want to, to get a certain result, I, I know I have the ability to use my words or manipulate or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I need to be submitted to what's best for our yeah. staff, what's best for the congregation, um, and not just what's best for me or I think I got the best idea or whatever. So definitely some some of those things at work. Uh, I'm glad to hear we're all doing it. That's that's helpful when we all know we're doing it, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, at home, man, I know I got some some submission issues. I like to come home and and relax mm-hmm. instead of like, my wife works as many hours as I do or more. You know, mm-hmm. she's a school teacher in almost mm-hmm. 27 years now. So she comes home, we both come home, we both want to relax. And like, man, I, wanna, I need to serve you. I need to get some dinner ready. You know, I'm not, we have some different, you know, roles than maybe yeah. normal. But um, some nights I just want to like, oh, stick a frozen pizza in the oven. That's yeah. like, that's <laughs> going to have to do tonight, people. <laughs> right. But that's because I'm thinking of me first and not, right. you know, my family. So a lot of areas to grow in submission. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Are we ever finished growing in submission? <laughs> we step through those pearly gates. <laughs> That's when we're <laughs> then we're fully submitted. We're sanctified. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Well, look, uh, this has been a fantastic conversation, yeah. and I appreciate you guys being real and honest. I think that helps when we can do that. I encourage you guys mm-hmm. at home to do the same thing: be real and honest with somebody about this. Um, don't try to do it alone, and that's, that's what right. we've had this yeah. over and over. Yeah, I mean, get right. in a growth group. Uh, come celebrate recovery, get in a, a, a open share group or a step yeah. study. That's right. Yeah. Be somewhere where you can have these conversations and be real. And then you'll have some accountability too and walking in the submission. Yeah. Um, it's just never meant to be done alone. That's right. So uh, if Christ is in you, it's Christ is in y'all. Uh, <laughs> so right. let's, uh, let's do this as a y'all. So that's it for this week. Next week, uh, we're going to close out the Colossians series, uh, the rest of chapter four, which is just a list of names. But it's so much cool. more. Very important, yeah. 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 <laughs> We've got a little surprise for you next week then when you talk about these names and you're going to figure out, wait a minute, that's you can learn all that from that list of names? Mm. Yes, you can. <laughs> all right. All right, guys, we'll see you next week uh, on the After Church podcast. Or make sure you stop by eastridge.church slash Colossians. All of our sermon series are there, mm. audio, video, discussion questions, reading plans, all of that. Uh, you can tune into Instagram or YouTube on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock. For the live reading, we read the, the scripture together. So if you're having a hard time reading scripture, we'll do it together with you. Awesome. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Jacob Fry has been heading that up for yep. us, and he's back there on the ones and twos right now. So thanks, Jacob, <laughs> for that. And I think that's it. We'll sign off now. See you guys. Have a great Bye. day. Bye.